1: Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr.
0: And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith Empowerment Ministries.
1: And we are going to talk, I want to finish up a little bit today, Vince. We've been talking this whole week about Isaiah chapter 49, beginning of verse 14, where but Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me, the Lord has forgotten me, and as God talks to them, He says, you have said that I have forgotten you. I have forsaken you, but nothing could be farther from the truth. In fact, he says to them later on in verse 16 that I have in fact engraved you on the palms of my hands. There's no way that I could ever forget you. So, even though the Israelites had been in a place where they had been taken into captivity, where the walls of their city had been knocked down, where things looked the bleakest to them, God says, I have not forgotten you. I have not forsaken you. I am always with you. And And we've we've spent some time this week talking about how that applies to us even as individuals today because we'll be in periods in our life where things are not maybe the way we thought they'd be. Maybe things are tougher than we thought they'd be. Maybe we just got a report back from the doctor. And it's easy to think, where's God? Why has he forsaken me? How come he's let this happen to me? And God wants to remind all of us that no matter what our circumstances are, he has engraved us on the palm of his hands, and he always knows where we are, and he always is with us.
0: I'm going to say amen and praise the Lord for that truth. And again, uh, I was just thinking as you were talking, the Bible says we're hard-pressed on every side. It says that in Corinthians. We're, we're crushed but not perplexed. I can't recall all the scripture. I can go to it, but but we're hard-pressed on every side, I meaning and in the life, life is like this. You're always, in life, you're, you're always heading towards a storm or you're in a storm or you're coming out a storm. And I think that represents that verse of Scripture in 2 Corinthians 4-7. We're hard-pressed on every side but not crushed. Uh, perplexed but not in despair. You know, persecuted but not forsaken. And and that's, that's what God said in his word. So, yes, you're going to be going through stuff. Yes, we all who desire to live godly will be persecuted. But, you know, what? as I was coming in this morning, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me about speaking what God said in his word in the midst of your valley, in the midst of your trial and your tribulation. You know what? The scripture says, Psalms 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, here's his confession. I, I will fear no evil. Well, why? Because you are with me. Right. I are with me. <laughs> you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's your word and your truth. It comforts me. He says, Surely uh, goodness and mercy, that's your blessing, shall follow me all the days of my life. So we're going to be in valley times and, 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 and deep, low places in our life. But God was telling me this morning continue to declare just what the psalmist said. You know, I will fear no evil because you're with me. You got to continue to confess. Or declare the victory in the midst of the battle. You gotta say what God said. Again, we've said this, we keep saying it over and over. God only watches over his word to perform it. He wants you to know what his word said. He even said something in his word. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Well, that's a lack of knowledge of their covenant, their heritage, their inheritance. We have an inheritance. Bible says we're heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. Well, that's just not a simple little statement. There's a lot of power in and being an heir with God and a joint heir with Christ, God's not a loser. And Jesus said, destroy this temple, and three days later, it'll be raised up. So he's not a loser. So we're on the winning team. right? We're, Regardless, the, we're the bat, on the we're, winning we're, team. We, we win always win. We win. We win the war. And, and within a war, there's lots of battles within a war. And and, and life going to bring you those battles. But the Scripture says he always causes us to triumph you know and we always say read the read the read the the back of the book we still win regardless and that's the mindset of a christian whose mind is renewed we have the mind of christ the mind of christ jesus kept on saying destroy this temple in 3 days he wasn't really concerned about what they could do to the body cuz he believed what the father said the father sent him here on assignment and he told him that you will be back with me in paradise jesus kept his mind focused on that not Not the uh, suffering that he had to endure. And the same with us today. We still have to focus on what God said in his word, the promises he gave us. If we keep our mind fixed and focus on his word, his promises, we'll start focusing. And again, you'll always move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. So if you're thinking on good things, which is found in God's word, that's the direction your life is going to head. Even though you're in a storm, you're going to come out of the storm.
1: You know, you mentioned read the end of the book. Uh, (laughs) We we are going through Revelation in our church right now. And there's a lot of argument, a lot of disagreement about exactly what certain scriptures mean in the book of Revelation. But ultimately, what nobody argues about is that the book is ultimately about the fact that God is victorious in the end. The devil's going to lose. We win. That's
0: the revelation. That, that, That's the right. revelation. <laughs> That's what he's tra- See,
1: because the church he's writing to at the at the time he writes it is being persecuted right and left by the Roman ch- by the Romans. Same today, and we're so still being persecuted. So he says to them, "We are going to overcome. God is going to overcome. We will ultimately be victorious." It looks bleak now. It looks terrible now. You're being persecuted now, but we will ultimately be victorious. God is ultimately going to win the battle and. You know, one of the underlying themes of our show is always that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Am I going to believe God or not? God says we will always be victorious, that he will ultimately win this battle. Am I going to believe that or not? He says, I am always with you. You were, I never leave you. I will never forsake you. Are we going to believe that or not? He says, I am always sufficient for every need that you have. Are we going to believe that or not? Am I going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind? Am I going to believe God when God says something?
0: Well, I want to read that scripture again out of 2 uh, Corinthians that we referenced earlier. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, starting at verse 7. But here, here's, the, here's the revelation right here. It says, he starts us off saying, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We're the earthen vessels, but he says we have a treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. That's greater is he that's in us than He is in the world. Then he went to say this in verse 8, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. He's talking about today's Christians, uh, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Then he he, uh, he sums it up in verse 13. He says this, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe therefore I speak we also believe therefore we speak we speak what we speak what was written yeah yeah this is what's happening but 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 I'm still not crushed. so we're going to go through stuff and again we got to keep declaring what thus said the lord in his word concerning his people and you were just saying with in revelation that those people god's people were under occupation or they were going through things. God's people are always going through persecution because we have an adversary called the devil. He hates us. That's why the scripture says, keep on your whole armor. What do you got a suit of armor for? You're in a war. Yeah. Keep the whole armor on. So he says, keep that, 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 that helmet of salvation on that breastplate of righteousness, knowing who you are in Christ, gird your waist with the truth. The truth is God's word. He says, and use the, the shield of faith to quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. Then he says, above all, take that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and use that. You use the, the sword of the spirit, the word of God, to fight the enemy with. Because, But you, that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, that's your, that comes out of your tongue, your mouth. you got to speak what God says, and then the devil will flee from you. Re- submit to God. Submit to God means submit to what he said in his word. Resist the devil. You resist them in the faith, and then he'll flee from you. So, again, as Christians, we have to be transformed by the new in our mind. We have to be trained and learn how to operate in, the, in this army of the Lord that we're in, in this kingdom. And it works by the Holy Spirit. It works by faith and using the word of God. We understand when Jesus went toe-to-toe with Satan in the wilderness, Jesus didn't pick up no stick, no rocks, none of that. Jesus said three words every time to Satan, it is written. It is written. He kept saying. But guess what? He must have knew what was written for him to say what <laughs> right. was written.
1: Well, see, and, and I think that's what happens to a lot of Christians today. And, and the purpose of all this isn't to beat people up. No, 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 no. It isn't to make no. people feel like, oh, man, I should feel terrible because I don't read my Bible as much as I should. I, I should feel terrible about this or I should feel terrible. The purpose of this is to ignite people's faith. The purpose of this is to make people realize, you know what? If I'm going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind, I really need to know what God says. And then once I know what God says, I need to actually believe what God says and act on what God is saying that I should do. And so Paul writes, I, I think, about a lot of this. He says, forgetting what is behind. You know That's what we we all have a past and you and I have talked before one of your favorite things is we're all an ex something you
0: X, know X, convict, X X right. ex convict ex ex prostitute ex rehab was an ex prostitute ex something
1: know, ex liar ex drug dealer ex gossiper right. whatever X i mean we're we're all we all had sins in our past that we were forgiven for and the apostle paul even says forgetting what is behind forgetting what is past i press on to the to what God has called me. And more and more Christians need to, to take that attitude that I'm not going to let my past hurts. I'm not going to let my past failures. I'm not going to let my past disappointments, my past injustices, my past... I'm not going to let those things hold me back. I'm not going to live back there anymore. Yeah, my neighbor did me wrong. My family member did me wrong. Somebody did... You know, I had this failure in my life. But I'm not going to live back there anymore. I'm going to
0: press on. I'm going forward. Well, that same apostle you just referenced, Apostle Paul, that said forgetting those things, he was an ex-persecutor of the church.
1: Right, a murderer. He was was an
0: ex-murderer. And he got the revelation that therefore there's now no condemnation. He was also
1: a coveter because he said without the law I wouldn't have known that covetousness was a
0: sin. See. So we are all, so we got to not look at that cuz we're new creations in Christ Jesus. And we're we you were talking about, you know, this is not a broadcast of condemnation. We don't Scripture says we don't have a ministry of condemnation. We have as Christians, we have a ministry of reconciliation. And part of that, this broadcast is to ignite one's faith on fire. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So it, it it's beneficial to any believer To get into the Word of God because it's seed, it's spiritual food, and feed on that instead of feeding on all this negative stuff on the news, CNN, ABC, all these media, other secular media outlets. You got to feed on the Word of God, which is called the Gospel. That's the good news. Once you feed on that, that'll. That'll ignite your faith on fire, and it'll transform you by the renewing of your mind. So that's a good thing. It's a good thing to spend time with God in his word. That's not—nothing shouldn't be burdensome or cumbersome. Oh, i got to spend time with God in his word. Well, you spend time—if you're in love with somebody, I think you're supposed to spend time. Would it be like me, my wife? Oh, i got to go spend time with my wife. We're married. We're together, and the Scripture says we're married to Christ. To God through Jesus,
1: and you know, and, and, and as you were saying that, I was I was reminded, you know, the average person, like whatever age they are, a teenager, whatever, and they they find somebody that that special person, man, they want to spend as much time with them as they can, and then when they leave that person, they're on the phone talking to them on the way Constantly. home or whatever, because they're they always want to be with them, they want to talk to them, hear their voice, be present with them. However, it can happen, they want to be with them. That's the way we need to be excited about our love for God. Well,
0: that's the way God wants you to be, and I'm reminded of what it says in Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Those who come to Him must believe that He is. And I'm when I say those who come to Him, those who came to Him and received Jesus as Lord and Savior, because many has received Him, He gave them the right to become children of God. So th- those who come to Him must believe and. They must diligently seek him and believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So God desires for us to diligently seek him. Just like you just said with that couple, they diligently seek in one another because they have a affection for one another. I have an affection for God, and I understand that God and his word are one. So if I want to know what God's thoughts are, I have to read the book that he wrote, the bestseller. (laughs) I have to get in it because this is where all the wisdom, Scripture says, in him are hidden all the mysteries of wisdom and and knowledge. So if I want to know what God's thinking, i got to spend time with him in his word. I can't, you know, I can spend time with him in prayer and ask for his presence to saturate me. But the easiest way, I can open up the book and I can read what thus said the Lord. I can read his word. That's spending time with him. If Richard wrote a book and you were far away and I wanted to know what your thoughts are, I can pick up your book. Cuz when I'm reading that book that Richard wrote, as I'm reading him, whose voice do I hear? Yeah, the voice of the the author. Right. So, again, when you're reading this book, you should hear and God can do that. That's the supernatural part of God. We can't ever negate that part of God. He can do he can work in ways that seem unnatural to us he can speak to you through his word and he wants to do that he wants to have fellowship with us he wants to reveal some deep things to us
1: see and he does that all the the way through the whole book Mm -hmm. you know earlier you said something about cnn and and all those and watching television you can be dragged down by negative thoughts and never have your television on Mm -hmm. the devil loves to come to us and say remember when remember when you did this remember when you did that there's no way that God could love you because you are just too far gone. You know, this this relationship you're having with your husband or wife or whoever, there's no hope for it. There's no way this could ever be fixed. You know, all the disappointments that you have had in your life, There's just there's just no way anything good is going to happen to you. And we yeah. have got to get past those lies. You know, the devil loves to come to people and say, there's nothing good can happen to you. The best days of your life are over, and you've screwed it up so bad that there's no way it you can know what. Be fixed.
0: I know a, a young lady I've been speaking to, ministering to lately. She's only 23 years old. She doesn't watch. She don't even have cable or no television. And again, the devil's telling her that. So she, you're right. You don't have to watch TV. The devil works through your thoughts. And she's 23, and the devil's telling her 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 best days are gone. her
1: Her life has barely started. Her, here I
0: am. <laughs> at my age i'm like you're you got your whole future ahead of you right. but she thinks it's over i'm like no it's not over it just began because i remember when i was 23 i'm like i was full of life and i'm trying to convince her get in this work find out what god has
1: to say about your future yeah see you're, when you're 55 like i am so I'm just 23 they're just a kid right you know they're just barely getting But going. it just
0: shows you how the enemy works he works through your mind and i i told her because i have a little understanding a little revelation i'll say you got to control your thought life. You got to control what you're allowing to come in. Because as a man thinks or believes in their heart, so are they. You're starting to believe the lies that the devil's telling you. 23 and it's over. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Right. No, it's just life is just beginning. And, so,
1: and he tells us, though, that at age 23, 33, 43, 53, oh yeah. 63, 73, 83. You know, I talk to seniors, and and they're always in the past. It's what they used to do and how they used to do it. And it's almost as if they're just marking time. Well,
0: how old was Caleb when he said, let's do it. Let's make this happen. Let's go right now. We're well, well able to take it. Moses, he's 80 out in the desert, you know? There you go. So that's, that's another reason to read the scriptures, get some inspiration from some saints. These guys were actual people. These aren't fictitious characters. These are real people and God working in their lives. So God's not limited by your age he's not right
1: so god (laughs) takes moses at 80 he takes david at 17 or 16 or 17. what he did with
0: abraham and sarah
1: right right (laughs) and had a baby (laughs) so you know but i mean god takes has taken people on both ends of the spectrum because you could be 16 17 and say i'm too young someday god will be able to use me or you can be on the opposite end of the spectrum at 80 and say God used me in the past, but it's too late now. There's nothing that can happen now. And so I might as well just wait till he calls me home. God uses people from young to old and in between to accomplish his purposes because it's not about the people. It's about him. Well, he can use anybody who's willing to accomplish his purpose. You just
0: said the key word, willing. And God can only work in and through you to the degree that you believe. And part of that believing is being a willing vessel. You have to say, God, I, I believe. Scripture says, now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine, according to that power that worketh in us. That's the same power we talked about in Second Corinthians, that treasure we have in this ve- earthen vessels. So the Holy Spirit can get into you and just do marvelous things. Ask Sarah. Remember? She was 100 and conceived, had a baby. Mary, a virgin, that's the power of God. That's, when we have to. Here's the thing. You have to always acknowledge Christ in you, the hope of glory. If you never acknowledge or think on that, the greater one lives in me. That's why he said, don't you know your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, what dwells in you? When you get born again, God comes to reside inside of you. That's the power source. So, But if you never acknowledge that you have this supply of power in you, it won't work for you. Why? You're, because
1: you're not going to believe it. You're
0: not going to believe it. So you won't ever hit the switch, so to speak. Well,
1: well, you know, God says everything is possible, that nothing is impossible with him. But if you don't believe it, you will never act on it. You will just sit at home and think, my best days are behind me. My life can never be better than it is, because you just don't believe what God had to say.
0: Well, you better believe this. I'm going to reference this scripture over here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Starting at verse nine, verse seven, it says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our, our glory. Then he goes to say this in verse nine, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, nor has entered in a heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. He's prepared some things, but then he goes to tell us this in verse 10, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, just the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? And he says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but we, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. So God says, I, My spirit is in you, and it's going to reveal some things to you. It's going to make some things happen. Again, he said, I have not seen, you have not heard, the things that God has prepared. There, he's already prepared things for us to do. He prepared Canaan for, for Caleb. Caleb said, I know I might be old, but I'm going in. Right. I'm going to get what's already been prepared for me. I ain't leaving. Well, the you rest, you can't, <laughs> remember, everybody else from 20 years on, they died out. They Their carcasses fell in the wilderness, and, and God, God says why. Caleb. God said why, because they didn't believe. Right. This they whole generation did, yeah, has to die. Right. Now. They were a generation for of Joshua
1: and Caleb, who, and, and you know, Joshua and Caleb, th- what made them different was they believed God. God said, I'm going to give you the land. God didn't say, you got to go get the land. God says, I'm going to give you the land. What? And the difference was the other people looked and said, wow, these guys are too big. They're too strong. There's no way we could take this. And Joshua and Caleb are like, we don't have to take it. God's going to give it right. to us. All we got to do you, is. Head that direction. Right. <laughs> if you believe that God will give it to you, you're going to do things differently than if you believe God is not going to give it to you. Gonna... So if you believe that God is going to be victorious, if you believe that God is going to help you overcome all the situations in you, you're going to act differently than if you I'm don't. I'm going to say
0: this about Abraham and Sarah. God promised them a child that was going to come from their own loins at their age. Okay, they believed God, but guess what they had to do? They had to act on what they believe. Yes, so Sarah went in there, put on her Chanel number five. She got her best. She went to Victoria's Secret. She did they did their thing. It's because they you know, faith without works is dead. So once you hear a word or truth from God, you gotta act on it, Richard. You got to. Richard's over here laughing. You gotta act on it, but that's what happened. They had to, it just didn't the, happen. I don't
1: know about the Chanel number 5. She got the Chanel Victoria number 5. Victor- she
0: had to do something because uh, <laughs> they had to come together at their age, and it happened. So, again, if God's, God told them, you're going to have a child to come out your own, own loins. I've already prepared this before the foundation of the earth. I'm telling you this, but now you've got to do something. We talked about Abraham yesterday. Remember, God told him, get away from his family and go to this land I'm going to show you. Did Abraham sit right there? No, you know, Abraham packed up and went. And Again.
1: that's why the Bible says that Abraham believed God. Well,
0: and he acted was on what God said.
1: Righteousness because the way you know he believed him is he went. He, he went. Left.
0: Well, and the same thing with us. We have to, and in, in the, if the least you can do concerning the promises of God, you can declare them. We just read that scripture in 2 Corinthians 4.13. It says, we believe, therefore we speak. I bet you Abraham was telling everybody in their community, me and Sarah are going to have a baby. He had to speak about it. Mary she was saying she was pregnant when the angel of the Lord came to her. She had to, you. You can. That's the minimum you can do is speak it because words are powerful. We're on a, a word planet. Everything in the beginning was the word. Everything God created, He spoke it. So words are very powerful, and that's a revelation, you know, to an unrenewed mind. You have to renew your mind to the power of words. You can speak. Remember, let the redeemed of the Lord. Say so. Say what? Say what thus said the Lord. No, say so. No, not (laughs) just so. Uh You got to say so. When Jesus cursed the fig tree, he said something to it. So we have to, that's the minimum you can do. You can stop talking about your problems and start talking about your God.
1: Well, people need to understand God is working in your life today. He's not working, not going to be working in it in the future. He's not going, he didn't work in it in the past. God is working in your life today, right now.
0: Hallelujah. That's, a, that's, that's good news right there. Right. You know, because
1: if we're young, we think, well, someday I'll do this or that. And if we're older, we say, I remember when. But what we need to realize is that whatever age we are, whether we're young or old, we're in the middle, God is working in your life today, right this minute. For your good. Well,
0: his word says his goodness and his mercy follows us all the days of our life.
1: Right. Wherever that, we are.
0: Yeah, it follows us. So here I am walking, and guess what's on the side of me in the back? There's goodness and there's mercy. And as I'm walking, goodness and they're mercy, right they're right there. And, yeah. and, and, and guess what? And his favor goes before me. So favor is before me. Goodness and mercy follows me all the days of our life. Well, it's probably about time to end this segment, but before we do, we want to make available to our listening audience a best-selling book by a friend of ours, Drake Travis. It's called Healing Power: Voice Activated. Discover today how your words, see we're on a word planet, how your words bless, heal and restore. And we like to make this book available to you for any love offering to the Ministry of Faith on Fire. We'll send you a free copy of the book. The book's probably cost 20 bucks on Amazon or Christian Book well, I think it's at Barnes and Nobles, too. You can go get it there, but it's a, it's a great book. And if you're a believer, if you want to increase your faith, ignite your faith on fire, the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, you can hear it out of this book. And we make it available to you. So just write us at P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. That's faith on fire.